Hello and welcome to the Ambitions Podcast. I'm Lizzie and today we'll be talking about talent attraction methods. As recruiters, this really excites us, so I'm hoping for some great discussion. I'm joined today by my colleagues Beck and Leanne to look at the ways you can attract the best talent and how this is changing. Okay, so when I first started out in recruitment a really long time ago, it was all about print. Place an advert in the jobs pages of your local paper, sit back and wait for those applications to come flooding in. I think it's safe to say that times have definitely changed. Yeah, it definitely has, without a doubt. I think now when you're looking for a job, there's a variety of job boards to scour every day, searching for your dream role. And some of them, everybody will know, the likes of CV Library, Monster, Read, and they'll all want to say the, that they're the biggest and, and the best. So it's difficult sometimes to pick the one out which you want to try and attack your t- attract your talent from. I think in terms of attraction methods, you shouldn't really just be relying on the job boards because, as we say, there's so many of them. So in terms of attraction over assessment, I think regardless of the platform that you're going to engage with, it's actually getting the candidates to apply and getting them to click the apply button. So if you think if you're looking for a job and you go on to CV Library, Indeed, Monster, the thing that they all have in common is that the moment that you put your parameters in, you probably get two or three pages and you see the salary, the location, the job title and then probably four or five words and those four or five words should really be your hook. So you hook somebody's attention, that's going to get them to click on the job advert. You need to communicate the essentials over to them, you need to tell the difference of the job, not the obvious and then at the bottom you need to be able to get them to apply so regardless of what platform you go for really you need to be thinking about your advert content rather than the platform that you choose to to hire from. I think I would say that they've really transformed recruitment in terms of giving the candidates exposure to all of the jobs out there and it's made applying for them much easier Um, so now you can literally make an application with one click of a button um, which is fantastic for someone who's a job seeker as an employer it does bring its challenges um you know sometimes we find that we get probably 25 applications for a role that actually maybe five or six of them aren't aren't remotely suitable and and don't sort of match the job role at all which as an employer can be time consuming so i think it's important like leanne said to get those hook words in there um and and do that sort of sifting out as part of that um, job role um, but they do all have their place. I think it's difficult to know where you're going to get the best response. But again, it depends on what role you're actually recruiting for. If you had an accountant's role, for example, where would be the best place to, to advertise that? And which would be completely different to if, you, for example, you're going to be recruiting for a forklift truck driver. Yeah. Um, so it's really deciding on where the best avenue is for you to go down for that role. Yeah, so we're talking about um, not only is it important to look at where you're advertising jobs, Leanne's point is that we're talking about how you're advertising jobs, so it's a it's a two pronged approach, really, isn't it? Is um is print ever still relevant? Yeah, I th- I think so. Again, I think it depends on what what kind of recruitment you're doing and what kind of talent you're trying to attract. Again, if if you're doing sort of large volume recruitment and depend on the type of role, it might be best to actually go with a local newspaper. It depends on what the target audience is. Yeah, yeah, I know. We've had some success with uh, more specialist roles in, in sort of their specialist industry magazines, for example. So that's something for some employers to think about if that was relevant for their sector. 
let's talk about something that's still relatively new. I mean, I say new, there are obviously companies out there that have been doing this for a very long time, but for many businesses, it can actually be an untapped area or an area that they're wary of approaching. Um, and that's social media. Obviously, Facebook was at one point a place just to find out what your friends were up to, what they've had for dinner. But now, you, you know, businesses are using it as a tool to find staff. And, and obviously, I, you use Facebook as an, as an example, but it's it's not just Facebook. We've obviously got LinkedIn, which is it's more work-based. It, it's perhaps less of a surprise um, but also places like Twitter and also Instagram as well are, are being used. Yeah, I think you do find that. I think sort of if we could roll back a few years, I think LinkedIn was very professional, very um, sort of around the workplace and Facebook was very personal. And I think nowadays we find that I go on LinkedIn and actually I see a picture posted of something quite personal and on Facebook vice versa. And I think also, you know, people are using Facebook to kind of potentially have a look at, at potential candidates and see what... what yeah. Yeah, and I think if you can visually see something, I know if I was looking for a, for a job, I'd like to get a real feel for the culture of the business, what the business was like, the type of people that worked there, and rather than just something being printed or something on an advert, if you're putting a video out or a post out of the team on a, a social media networking site, it just gives you more of a feel. And at the moment, not everybody is doing it, so it is a way to differentiate against your competitors. Yeah, an interesting point what, what um, um, Beck said is obviously that the employers maybe are using social media to do some due diligence, if that's what you want to call it, on their candidates or, or stalking. Um, and obviously that can tell you a lot, but but also, you know, if they're doing that, then why not advertise to those, you know, those people directly, the roles? I mean, it seems like there could be quite a lot of benefit to employers from doing that. Because I think, I think we probably all see it a lot now where you go on Facebook and actually see the adverts come across and actually it's something that you've been looking at, something that's related. And they can be quite eye-catching and remind you of something. So if a job popped up there with a nice salary or, you know, some hook words, as Leanne said, you know, that would generate that interest there, wouldn't it? It's just sort of in, in front of you. And it's becoming more social. So these sites have apps, people are accessing it multiple times of the day from the mobile phones, you know, when they're laid in bed before they go to sleep, no matter how many sites tell you not to go on your phone when you get into bed, you still do. And, and that's mainly, I think, where people are, are browsing through these jobs and they're on yeah. sites. So they're like looking those. at them anyway, they're not having to go out of their way, yeah. it's just there, it's easy. It's just in front of you. I think long gone are the days where you have to go and sit in a job centre and search the jobs available. <laughs> and again, I, I think as well, I think that's the difference and the key point of of attraction over assessment. I think a lot of people are keen to try and assess somebody's capabilities from an advert. Yeah. And that's not the reason of your advert. Mm. It's, to, it's, to, it's to attract them into it. I think I did actually read in a recruiter magazine that 18% of successful hires are from job boards and 3% from social media, which actually doesn't sound that high. Um, but I definitely think that's something that over the coming years will just yeah, grow and, and it's grow interesting. And grow. It'd be interesting to know actually how much that's changed actually yeah. over, the, over the last sort of 10 years. You know, we've all been in recruitment, you know, for over that length of time. And, and you know, we can all sit here and laugh about the, the changes, but actually it, it really has changed so much, hasn't it? It's all about making things easier. I find it interesting how some of the job board apps have actually adopted almost like a Tinder style design, yeah. you know, where you swipe swipe left for the job that you're not interested in, swipe right for the job that you are. I mean, <laughs> it, it just, I think I'm, I'm laughing about it, but I think actually it does go to show what candidates are expecting these days, you know, what kind of a feel and what kind of user experience that they want. Yeah, if you think of even um, shopping platforms like ASOS, for example, they come up now with ideas of your typical shopping style and you swipe left if you like and right if you don't. So mm -hmm. your concept basket. is everywhere, yeah. 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 I think 
obviously we've talked about social media and that it can have a benefit and then Bex that just um, just that backs this up I think we wouldn't be able to rely on social media as our only tool of of resourcing but it does certainly seem to become more acceptable yeah definitely yeah. so we you know we're talking about advertising roles are actively advertising to people that are looking for for jobs and that's still obviously going to be an important part of most companies you know that we deal with part of their recruitment strategy um, but is that is that enough these days when you talk about the recruitment market being tight um, skill shortages in some sectors and high employment rates so more people are in employment than ever before what's the benefits to employers you know should they be more proactive should they actually be actively pursuing the more passive job seeker the ones that aren't on these job boards yeah absolutely that is where because the likelihood is that the people that you want to attract are from a competitor and they'll already be in a role somewhere else so um, in terms of your attraction it's why is somebody going to leave that job that they're in now um, for the same salary to, to go and do the, the role for you. So that's got to be the key thing to think of as well. If you are going to headhunt somebody, it is really about selling the points of the role and why they're going to be interested, you know, what's in it for them. That's what they're going to be thinking. If you're not actively signed up onto a job board, you're only ever going to get your head twisted if there's going to be something yeah. in there that's appealing to you. Yeah. So you have to find out what their motives are and, yeah. and, and then yeah. adopt your approach to, to sort of fit their criteria rather than, it, like you say... Rather your, than it fit yours, yeah. yeah. And I do actually think, sort of referring back to our millennials now, I think the first thing probably will always be salary, but I think second to that is company culture, corporate social responsibility, what the company stands for. Mm. Um, I think employees now want to be linked with companies that actually do stand for something. Yeah. And surprisingly, just picking up there what you said about the... Um, the the salary and um, sort of various articles that, that I've read mainly on LinkedIn have lent towards the fact that when they have done surveys from, from job interviews and things like that, that actually 31% of people leave because of the lack of opportunities to use their skills and abilities rather than salary and actually I think salary comes in sort of fifth or fourth on the list. But do you think that's because employers are for similar roles paying comparable salaries you know they've done maybe salary surveys perhaps you know they are all they you know they've reached their limit of what they can what's left to differentiate themselves mm -hmm. other than a salary if they're all going to pay each other the same uh, candidates are then look to other reasons why they could earn the same amount here is the same amount somewhere else yeah. it's going to be what what other what else is being added to that package yeah, and that can be numerous things. The management team, the culture, promotion opportunities, you know, financial stability, so the rewards, benefits. Be, like, they're the things that employers need to be using as their unique selling points mm -hmm. to really differentiate their jobs. When And that needs to be done at the attraction stage then, doesn't it? You know, in the... In the, in the advertising, in the initial contact that a candidate might have, that's when they need to be really making themselves... Yeah set apart from their competitors and I think now people do want a little bit more of work-life balance as well and I think that's quite important now when people are looking for roles. Do we think that candidates are more likely to sit back and wait for somebody to come knocking on their door rather than being proactive do we think that, that is the trend that's gonna continue? Yeah I think absolutely I'm telling you when I get a CV I probably have to call it two or three times and back it up with a couple of emails and there's a few reasons for that because there's lots of different avenues that are trying to to get them there's lots of different agencies or businesses that are trying to to pull from the same pool of candidates so if you're going to ring somebody once it's probably not going to have the effect or the callback that 
that you're going to get and that just shows you what you're competing against mm -hmm. people aren't going to pick up the phone to every agency mm -hmm. not going to pick up the phone to to every um business that, that wants to hire them so I, th I think it's also a nice feeling for them as well i think they would think oh these people actually genuinely want me to work for them because of my skills and my experience yeah. i might actually want to work for these people even if before they might not have even been looking for another role i'm rather just headhunting and sending a group message on linkedin i'm currently recruiting an internal recruiter you know it's this salary it's based here get hold of me that's not personal at all so when you are trying to attract these passive candidates like you said lizzie mm -hmm. think think about your usp your audience what's mm -hmm. in it for them what's your unique selling point um, and i think it's important as well to to write like you speak mm -hmm. so i think when you are approaching these people and you're headhunting mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be the most formal email yeah. or, or anything that you've ever sent it perhaps a more friendly quite, approach yeah, you yeah. Know. yeah so you're talking about moving away from the t typical recruiter speak yes Definitely. Yeah. You know, we've got a fantastic opportunity yeah. working for a growing business. Because people might have heard that four times already that day. Yeah. Particularly those in some sectors, I guess, where they're quite sought after. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. And I think one of the things when sort of when people are looking for job, I think the more and more times we hear now is it's things like, oh, if you work there, you can buy more holidays. Mm. and things like that don't they that sort of promote yeah. companies or, and you know attract. that company they've got a gym or they offer yeah. their, you know their employees like free gym membership and and I think it, it, you know what we're saying is it's those little things that could actually be the difference so in terms of um what an ideal advert should look like what do we what do we think we obviously advertise jobs all day that's what we do as recruiters mm. so what what is good what's ideal I think you need to grab somebody's attention and you have to do that by having a, an opening hook what is going to make somebody click on that job advert. Mm -hmm. So if you think of your USP, you're not going to know the reason that all of the active job seekers are looking for a job, but what you are going to know is the shiny thing about your job. So if it's the fact that it, that they have flexible working hours, the types of people you want to attract are, are people that are going to need those flexible working hours, so that needs to be your opening hook. Mm -hmm. You need to communicate the essentials, so you'd always need to have in there, you know, salary, location, location. job title. Mm -hmm. And then you need to create some desire, and you do that by selling the difference, not the obvious, so everything mm -hmm. that we've just said. And then you need to create an action, so you need to get them to apply. and. You're only going to do that by using active language. So I think in job adverts now, people tend to put, you know, if you like the sound of this opportunity, please contact me on. Well, if they didn't like the sound of your opportunity, they wouldn't have read right the way down to your job yeah, advert. So, so you're stating the obvious. It just needs to be click apply or mm. give me a buzz. Mm. Yeah, and I loved what you said earlier. I mean, it's so true, isn't it? And that candidates want to know what's in it for me. Yeah. And an advert should be written with that in mind rather than it being from the employer's point of view of just sort of stating the obvious. Yeah, candidates want to know what it means for them. And, and let's be honest, there's been a shift. There's more jobs than candidates now. It's not the other mm, way around. Yeah. So they are literally getting their pick of who they want to work for. So yeah. it is does come down to why do they want to work yeah. for you? Why do you stand out from the rest? Yeah. Even now from a sales perspective, it's not difficult to, to pick up the jobs in recruitment or to generate the jobs or to build the relationship. It's difficult to fill them because it's difficult to try and get the right candidates because the market's so competitive. Leanne, you mentioned attraction over assessment. What Do you want to explain to everyone what you mean by that? So I think now, and I've been guilty of this in my career, but um, I go to write a job advert and actually it's more of a job specification than what it is an advertisement. So if you think in marketing terms, um, you need to be putting something out to market which is going to attract people, even just to get people to press a pie or to walk into your office or to pick up the phone. 
and it needs to have a shiny hook as we keep referring to it's not the assessment so you must have you know you must be organized you must have proven experience you must have this you must have that that's not going to attract somebody it's probably going to put them off put them off yeah <laughs> thinking oh do you know what i, I have got, this, got this, all and of this, but i haven't got my cipd so you might come into contact with a hr manager that's got 15 years fmcg experience we all know that they are pretty much like gold dust so if you do get them and you're rejecting an application because on your job advert it says must have cipd you may have potentially just lost your next hr manager so you need to attract them and then once you attract them and you come into contact with them have a conversation with them over the phone Mm. then your assessment process starts